Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Ed, what's going on, brother? Nothing much. Just uh, quick, some quick housekeeping notes for our uh, folks that tune in regularly. Uh, apologies for the day late. That was on, on me because I had a scheduling conflict yesterday. You guys know I do work with Spectation Sports, and um, you know there's a lot of events going on on that platform. Um, but uh, for this podcast this week, since it's on the week of UFC Fight Night, I, for, I forget the number because it's every almost every weekend. Um, the Krylov uh, Span card, my interview with Trevor Peak, will, the audio from that interview will be at the end of this week's podcast um, where we talk about that fight for this weekend. So um, audio listeners, um, if you want to jump ahead, you can do that uh, probably 30, 40 minutes uh, ahead and you'll, you'll can listen to that interview. It's about 12 minutes. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because when we spoke, his original opponent was Alex Reyes. And then Alex Reyes uh, fell out, and now he's facing the, uh, I, I believe it's uh, Ghost Pepper himself, Eric Gonzalez, which is still a good fight. But Trevor, this is Trevor Peak. He was contender series. He fought, you can see his old other fights on Spectation Sports, fought his way up, you know, got the call to contender series. They called him up. Um, my interview with him was really, I've, I've talked to him a few times. So this is like our second or third conversation. Um, and you'll hear in the interview his experience from the contender series what happened afterwards, some, some information about what they type of test they do at the UFC PI. It's a pretty cool interview, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, apologies for the day, day late and because uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, uh, I think we're just going to bounce around, but we might as well with the mentioning of uh, the fight there with uh, Peak and Gonzalez. Um, let's jump right into this UFC fight night card. Normally we don't do the ESPN plus stuff, but when, uh, when you've interviewed one of the fighters and there's a couple intriguing matchups on the card mm -hmm. and a, a returning fighter that, that I'm particularly interested in seeing how it turns out. Um, so just glancing uh, through some of the stuff. Uh, first thing I noticed about Trevor peak, and I'm sure you're going to, you talk to him about is uh, <laughs> the man is eight. No, with uh, eight uh, finishes by strikes. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, you're looking at a good chance of some some solid violence there. Uh, oh, look at they change their menu. Yeah, yeah, yes, definitely some solid violence. And and if you haven't watched him fight before, he's a definitely someone that I could see being a fan favorite. Um, the guy literally like um, I don't even know how <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe it. He's a uh, I don't think he knows. He's probably like <clears throat> Justin Gaethje's, if anyone wanted to compare the style, that's probably a good comparison. So if that's saying anything for you, you know that's a, a fun person to watch. And if you didn't watch his Contender Series fight, um, that's a good example of what to expect from him. Um, I want to click on something just because he mentioned it and we talked about it a lot in the interview. But look at that jaw of his. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, it's literally, uh, he's almost com a complete square, right? He looks like a video game, like, <laughs> created, created guy, you know, where you make the big box head. So, uh, square in, the, jaw guy. in the interview, we talk about his, uh, his ability to take a punch. And again, what, if anyone has already seen this guy, it was probably on the Contender Series fight. And if you saw that fight, you know he can take a punch. But there's a unique test they do at the UFC PI that he talks about. And, uh. He shocked a couple of the doctors. Let's just say a couple of doctors at the UFC PI 
we're just like uh you you're you're definitely uh got some some neck jaw strength this lightweight's uh, got mark hunt mark <laughs> hunt's jaw <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's probably the best way to put it but um um and given again i, li- I actually like gonzalez too i remember watching him i mean the come up through when he fought in combate back in the day before they switched their name um <clears throat> he's a good fighter um so it should be a fun fight uh given the late change notice though i mean it's hard for me not to to pick obviously I, i'm a little biased i've had knowing peak the way that i do again spectation sports the link is in the description if you want to check out my stuff on him uh Haley cowan also makes her uh ufc mm-hmm. debut longtime lfa fighter um, made it through the contender series, uh, so she she jumps on the card. I, I know she's another fighter you've uh, you've had your eye on kind of from the beginning as well. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how uh, how she she debuts. You know, it's too bad it's an apex card. I, I feel like you don't really get a true feel of the situation without like the loud crowd. And, and yeah, and that's that's one of the things I actually Peak said because he got so used to fighting in his region. Um, he was, you know, he, a lot of people, he'd pack the house and he'd actually mentioned that in my interview with him as well as how he kind of like, it's cool at the apex, but he already fought there. He kind of, you know, I think fighters are all in agreement by now, especially since COVID that fans would like to, uh, you know, there's a different energy. I mean, I know you can speak a lot to that. Yeah, I mean, just from a obviously from my perspective as a mm-hmm. fan at the in the arena, but I just I would I would think if I'm a performer, you want to perform in front of people, and that's a lot of these people. I know they're fighters, but they're performers, and then mm-hmm. they're fighting in a cage, and you know if you know it's kind of like if a if a tree falls in the woods and mm-hmm. you know nobody sees it or whatever, you know, yeah. really fall, you know, and and while this is on TV and there's a platform for it, obviously where where a lot of people will see it, um, yeah. You know, it's still it's that I imagine the adrenaline in the live crowd. I just it's something I you know, obviously never experienced, but mm-hmm. it's something that I've, we've heard many fighters uh, comment on, uh, especially you know since the the COVID situation and yeah. and, the, and the apex and even some of the the behind the scene or you know the quiet uh, Bellator events and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, other names. Uh, so uh, Tatiana Suarez. She uh, she comes back after three or oh, four years away, basically little almost approaching four years, mm-hmm. um, multiple bad knee injuries. Uh, I know uh, one of our listeners, Kevin Nicholson, has uh, has commented on her situation. Uh, she fights Montana <laughs> de la Rosa, another ultimate fighter alum. You know, Suarez was, you know, when she when she made her first appearance, she had the wrestling for the, the female um, division that that was kind of made her stand out. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, she's been gone so long that I don't want to say like the Khabib like wrestling control in her division, but she was doing that. She was taking people down, mauling them and, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to get out uh, from under her and, and from under her control. So um, we'll see how the injuries, obviously knees are a big, <laughs> big part of, of a fighter's yeah. life and, and everybody's life. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the, uh, she rebounds from those surgeries, but um, mm-hmm. undefeated still. So it's one of those things where, you know, we, we could be potentially looking at, you know, uh, I don't, again, don't want to jump too far ahead, but you got to try to start thinking about what, how you could beat uh, a Shevchenko, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like an elite wrestling might be the only 
form, you know, only style that really might have a chance to to take her down, other than the the you know the Matt Sarah, you know, punch out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But interesting there. So uh, I look forward to seeing that fight, and then I guess the main event, you know, uh, Krylov Span. It's light heavyweight fight. I know it's not one of the more popular divisions going right now, although they seem to fight a lot. Um, there's Kevin Chiman in right there. Uh, she tore every ligament in her knee except for the except the PCL. Can't wait for this one. Yeah, same same boat. Um, you know, I think she's an extraordinary talent, and I think that that she could be something. You know, she's young enough for where if she rebounds from this, uh, she's got a long career and a lot of money to be made and a lot of uh, a lot of fame. So mm-hmm. it should be interesting. But jumping back to the main event, um, I mean. You kind of look at this, and you know, a couple years ago, you know, Krylov was kind of a, a shiny new toy, and then he suffered some losses. But really, these guys have rebounded nicely. Krylov coming mm-hmm. off really the two probably biggest wins of his career back to back. When you name wise with Odismir and uh, and Gustafsson, and then Span on the other side is kind of the same exact thing, especially coming off of his his kind of shocking win to a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. me over Dominic Reyes. So you got two big, you know. Big punchers, um, you know, Span surprised me. I thought Krylov would kind of always hang between the 5 to 10 ranking. Um, Span, I didn't know. Um, I thought they were kind of feeding him some some guys early in his career to kind of boost him up. Um, and, and, you know, but uh, he really, he, you know, he, he's, you know, other than, you know, a couple losses to some good names like Johnny Walker and, and mm-hmm. Andy Smith, he's, he's done a hell of a job of, of beating the people put in front of him. So, you know, I, I think there's potential for you know a fight night, a good, good light heavyweight, uh, you know, brawl here with, uh, you know, I, I don't see a lot of uh, ground fighting necessarily. I think we, we, you know, unless Krylov takes it down and tries to do some stuff, but I have a feeling he stays on the feet and we we see a nice little banger here at light heavyweight. So should be fun. Uh, again, that's uh, this Saturday on uh, ESPN Plus. Um, now, before we look ahead towards Bellator, let's look back a little bit to last week. Uh, BKFC made a lot of uh, news and notes on the on the Twitter world, mm-hmm. which, which uh, as a longtime fan of it uh, that I am, um, you know, as long as it's been around, which is what, six years or so. Yeah. Um, it's been it was nice to see it kind of get a little bit of good press through the fights being just chaos and, and <laughs> violence. And I mean, really everything you'd expect. Um, you had name fighters putting on shows. Um, you had, you know, it was left and right knockouts and, um, you know, <laughs> Josh Watson, I mean, became kind of a viral star by, by putting Greg Hardy to sleep um, mm. in a fight that I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, had we had we really previewed the event, I would have told you that I assumed that Hardy was going to, you know, you know, I, I hate to see you put out a tombstone when we've had a fighter pass away in this in this yeah. in this promotion. But, you, you know, you know what I mean? I, I expected him to put his opponent to sleep badly. Yeah, no, he was definitely the favorite and a, a lot of people. That's why, I mean, I, I think everyone saw that that clip of him getting dropped trending the following morning when they woke up if they didn't if they didn't watch the event on fight tv but um yeah man that was uh i don't i mean it makes you it makes you wonder like like uh I, you know what, what does he do where, where does he go from here i mean obviously he's got a contract with him i'm sure we're gonna see him there again but i mean the guy obviously can't just rely on being a a, a juggernaut you know like you gotta you gotta go like train and do something 
something to to improve your game. I mean, if it's not the cardio and the other parts of fighting for mixed martial arts, now it's it's uh, somebody you know that's a better striker than you uh, because maybe there's a, a case of overconfidence there on his end. Um, I don't know. I mean, you watch it. I just saw the clip. You you watch the whole thing, so you tell me. He, you know, he was trying to throw a jab. You know, there's mm-hmm. a fine line between you know, if you have super technique, you can get away with that in BKFC, mm-hmm. but you can't. You, you at some point, you kind of got to go for the 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 mega shot. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta go for the. You know, you gotta be willing to risk yourself to to hurt your opponent. And he kind of sat back a little bit, and it was like I said, he was using his jab, cut up his opponent. He almost got a, a ref, a doctor stoppage. Mm-hmm. Doctor let it go right at the end of the first round. He got a he got knocked you know he, i think he, i think it was a knockdown i can't remember if he got knocked down or yeah he fell into the ropes and they they called it a knockdown um and he recovered but he really never did recover mm-hmm. and then he came out for the second round of the same thing tried to throw his jab and um just he was having he was getting caught with uh i believe it was the left hook was was kind of catching him and uh and he finally just 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 i mean he went down yeah. hard he, the thing of the thing about bkfc i mean i know it's called bare knuckle boxing but you can't come in. You can't come at it with like boxing. I mean, we saw. I mean, look at Paulie Malignaggi is the only boxer that I could think of off the top of my head that stepped into that type of striking and, um, and tried to use boxing, and we and it didn't work out well for him. Like there, there's a weird like it's like a weird hybrid boxing that's more. You well, know, we'll, so it's, it's yeah. like tough man boxing versus, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, there's definitely some truth to that. Man. Now, Austin Trout, it was a former world champion. He fought Diego Sanchez mm-hmm. uh, on this card and he used his movement. He used a lot of body shots, a lot of straight body shots and, mm. and, and his straight punching and was really probably the most successful. I'm trying to think, you know, a lot of the guys have had trouble. Some of them have picked up wins. Um, uh, I think, uh, Chop Chop Corley. I don't remember if he picked one or if he had a, he had a fairly close fight, but um, when he fought... Uh, but there was some controversy with the Diego match, wasn't there? Like something about him greasing between rounds? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, what do we... No. I mean, I guess. Potentially. I like, like, I think there was, like, there's proof of it, too, or something. Isn't it being yeah, looked there, into? It looks like they might be looking into it. I don't know. I don't think it would have made a damn bit of a difference. Obviously, I don't want guys cheating. Mm. Yeah, I didn't see it, so... You, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just... There's a long history of guys putting Vaseline on their shoulders, going back to, you know, St. Pierre against John uh, John L. Sullivan days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it never, it, you know. So I, I, you know, we'll see how that unfolds. But the way the fight unfolded, Diego wasn't trying to. There was mm. no clinching going on. Diego was fighting like Diego Sanchez tries to do. He's trying to land big punches. He's just too slow. And mm. and the matchup wasn't. Uh, it, you know, he had some chances to land some stuff, and he hit him a couple times, but it just he was fighting a professional boxer who really seems to maybe kind of understand the just let let me let me hit this guy and keep moving kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 the thing. Like Hardy doesn't do. Like it's one thing to throw a jab and dance around and try to like pick your opponent apart, but you can't take shots. You mm-hmm. can't trade a big hook for 10 jabs. Not in bare knuckle. You it just it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You might get a doctor stoppage once out of every one out of every seven or eight fights, but if you don't have a super chin and Diego has a super chin. Even at his age, he's got a he's you're, it's hard to knock Diego Sanchez out. You're going to you're going to bloody him, you're going to turn him into pulp like basically what happened, but he's not going down. He's mm. he's a zombie. You know, he's he's <laughs> coming at you whereas Hardy has shown that if he gets hit hard, he 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 folds and and it's 
just kind of where he's at. As far mm-hmm. as Hardy's future, I don't know. I mean, are we going to see him in a slap fight? Are we going to, you know, do you, <laughs> see him? you know, I don't know. Yeah, they'll pay him. You know, they're not going to give him two and two. They'll probably give him. You know, if I were him, I'd probably fold the tent, maybe look into pro wrestling. He's got the size. He kind of has the look. You know, I don't know the if he's notoriety, that, yeah. He's got, I don't know if he has the athleticism to become a pro wrestler because those guys are underrated as far as you know the actual abuse that their bodies take and what they're mm-hmm. willing to do. So I don't know if he's willing to do that. Although he was a football player, who so there's not much more abuse you can take. But you know, I don't know. Um, John Dodson fought again. I mean, he's on a hell of a streak between his rise mm-hmm. and win, bare knuckle run he's got going on right now. Basically, flawless victories left and right, where he's not even getting a hit and and he's finishing his opponents. But really, the highlight and, and what most people jumped on uh, when they saw it was the main event here: uh, Lorenzo Hunt versus Mike Richmond. Talked about Mike Richmond a ton since the day he signed with BKFC. Um, basically, you know, having knowledge of him going back to his early Bellator days. Um, I mean, for a two-minute fight, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was intense. Uh, Richmond came out looked like the better fighter. I mean, just landed everything from the, you know, waist on up. Uh, was just demoralizing Hunt. Looked like he was going to put Hunt away. Dropped Hunt. Dropped him mm. hard, and Hunt went down. Um, uh, ended up getting up at about eight on the, uh, you know, he had ten count. Got up. Ref looked at him, let him go, and. Richmond made the mistake that, uh, you know, some other fighters have made uh, in, in the past. I think of, uh, uh, what was it, uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale when uh, uh, Pete Sell and, uh, and, and Smith, uh, and he came in, he thought the fighter was hurt, and he, and he came running in, and blam, he got blasted. In this case, uh, Richmond came in looking for the kill had the had the look in his eyes like i'm gonna finish this guy went to throw a a a hook to try to end it all and and lorenzo hunt who is a two division champion and no joke when it comes to bare knuckle and that moved to 10 and one uh hit him with one of the cleanest right hands you could hit right on the jaw and Mm. and put out richmond cold um i mean had him lips fluttering and stuff on the mat i mean it was it was an intense brutal knockout richmond recovered they shook hands. You know, there was a lot of bad blood going into this. Um, I did see something on Twitter today. Again, some smack talk from Hunt saying he tried to poke his eyes out. And a lot of gibberish. Um, I think I think Hunt's probably just trying to say what he can to avoid the rematch because I don't think, you know, while obviously there's always a puncher's chance and he's a two-division friggin' champion and, like I said, 10-1, and one, uh, Richmond for a minute and – 57 seconds of a minute and 58 second fight uh, looked like he was, he was the, uh, the best uh, fighter in the, in the ring. So, I mean, great card. Like I said, that the, the Hardy fight kind of set it off online on Twitter. And then from there it was like banger, banger, banger. And then the main event. And, and, and I'm glad to see them get some, uh, some good, good promotion and people mm-hmm. happy that they spent their eight bucks or whatever it was uh, for them to have that pay-per-view. They come back. They got a lot of action coming on. We uh, we got Sanchai in a couple weeks um, against Buqua. and um, but this week another familiar name to, to old school MMA heads. Uh, Alan Belcher uh, goes for the heavyweight championship against uh, Arnold Allen, who's the inaugural heavyweight champ. There was a uh, he gave up the belt and Joey Beltron uh, carried that belt for a few fights, uh, defended his the title, and then and then Adams. Uh, had Beltron's number again, got his title back, and 
and then Belcher, who was a middleweight in the UFC, <coughs> excuse me, had some uh, some really good UFC fights. Um, a lot of people know him for his bizarro Johnny Cash tattoo, uh, mm. but uh, you know, I I think. You know, Adams is kind of that technician, but he does carry a punch. You know, he he's jab, 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 obliterate, and uh, and and Belcher so far in BKFC has been able to use his size to really kind of manhandle his way in and and, and hurt people and and get knockouts himself. So, I mean, I think we're in for a, a, a fight similar. You know, some not so much similar stylistically, but I think we're, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a boring main event. I think someone's mm. going to go down hard. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I tend to lean Adams just off of what I've seen and his experience at the heavyweight division here. Um, but, you know, Belcher's always been a fun fighter. So that's mm. this Friday. Um, Lots going on on Friday, too. There's a one cha- one fight night on Friday. Daniel gets the John Look uh, Andra, Andrade and Lineker uh, fight is the main event. Daniel Kelly's on the main card for her uh, grappling super match against a really good judo black belt whose name escapes my mind. So I know we got a lot of one championship find, uh, fans that follow the podcast. And um, for sure, uh, if you don't have uh, Prime Video, it's 8 p.m. Friday night as well. Amazon Prime, you can use our link uh, on the, in the description to sign up for Prime. Uh, and watch it, uh, add that to your rotation of, of fights you can stream and watch live on Friday night. And then Saturday, obviously, uh, I mean, the the title, the, the big title on the line at Bellator, big rematch for the welterweight, uh, interim champ versus champ Yaroslav Amosov versus uh, Logan Storley, who I've been high on for quite some time. Um, let's bring that card up so we can take a look at it. I mean, it's just that there was so much going on. Um <laughs> there's so much going on. I mean, we're probably forgetting stuff. That there's so I know there's PFL Challenger Series. There's so much going on um, that we, we we have to try to fit it all into one podcast for this. Yeah, the good thing is the Bellator cards early. We get you know it's yeah. in Ireland, so we're gonna get an early start. So like um, eleven thirty, I believe, our time. Uh, East, East coast. Anywhere. East coast. It looks like the prelims start at eleven thirty, so that's eight thirty uh, West Coast time. So an early start. Um, but like I said, it'll kind of clear out and then allow if you're interested in that UFC card. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the familiar names that we see, Brian Moore, uh, Charlie Ward, uh, Sinead Kavanaugh, kind of the, the staples for yeah. the uh, for the Irish cards. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, you know, Kavanaugh, she was out like 10 months. You know, she fought. <laughs> she was supposed to get the... She she fought and, and won, and there was she was supposed to get the fight uh, against uh, Cyborg, and then, um, but in the fight that she won, she damaged her knee, so she was out ten months with the ACL. Uh, I forget if she had surgery or not. I watched her interview today. Today was media day, early this morning, or yesterday. I forget when it was because they're on the, they're in Ireland, so the times messing with my head. But um, definitely uh, an interesting matchup. My. My MMA crush, Janae Harding. Uh, mm, mm, mm. I don't know what's going to happen in this fight, but uh, I definitely don't want to miss it because I'm a fan of both ladies. But, yeah, it's it's a really stacked card. I mean, especially in the prelims. There's a lot of fights on the prelims. Yeah, we got a Megomed Shapirov on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah really... There's like a, so many fights that, that a lot of them obviously are local to 
to the region, but um, it should be fun. Bellator prelims never disappoint. I'm a big fan of watching them. Uh, I'm, I'll I'll probably watch it later because I'm usually out. It's early for me, so I'll be out and about. Oliver Ankamp is uh, right here. Mr. Poklete, who <laughs> that's actually a really good fight right there. Ankamp versus Poklete, those both those guys had had some unique submission wins in their last fight. Um, that's one I got to write down and keep on my radar and make sure I watch it because something tells me they'll they'll forego the grappling and go to uh, um, go to striking. But Poklete pulled off that weird like uh, reverse inverted um, that Nolan King called us a submission that we said we did at the end of the year podcast with Nolan. Mm-hmm. We call that the our submission of the year. That's that's uh, for, for I think he called it the Lucanator that choke. And then <laughs> End Camp was the one that did the 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 uh, uh, inverted triangle that John McCarthy insisted was a a buggy choke, and it wasn't. So I got to make sure I put a little asterisk next to that matchup. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but the main card. You know the top two fights on the main card are the ones that really. Really got my most interest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Carvalho and uh, and Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy coming off of a win over Aaron Pico. Obviously, Pico suffered an injury, shoulder injury in that fight, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it kind of was the the stepping stone for Kennedy to really get a position as as a co-main event. Um, he also prior to that had, had beaten Emmanuel Sanchez. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's two nice names on a resume when you're when you're trying to trying to build to uh, you know, to build to, to, to potential title fight. Um, Carvalho coming off a wins over Mads Burnell. Um, I mean, I, I think, I think that fight has, is, you know, there's a lot mm. of potential for a good back and forth co-main event there. It looks like the fans have Kennedy picked to win on the belt or website with 70% uh, picking him. But um, I don't know, man, I like Carvalho. And then, yeah, no, uh, he's, he's game as hell. I, yeah. I lean towards Kennedy. I think he might be the better fighter, you know, um, mm-hmm. just uh, more refined and, and you know, but uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Carvalho does, pulls off something crazy. Yeah. And then this this is a, a rematch for the main event. I mean, uh, it was a split decision. They fought last fought at Bellator 252 out in my neck of the woods, Mohegan Sun. Um and it was a split decision for Amosov. Um, Amosov is coming back after, uh, you know, uh, leaving to help assist in the in the uh, fight in, in Ukraine uh, with the whole thing that's going on over there. And um, the fact that it was a split decision uh, makes me kind of, and it's a rematch. You know, I, I feel like I feel like Storley will be better prepared. What? Let's see what they have on the website. People are still leaning Amosov. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I, either the time away is going to hurt him, and and he might not not do as well as the last time, or Storley's going to, you know, on top of Storley being better prepared, um, or the time off, you know, rest and, you know, not. I mean, uh, he was obviously fighting, just not MMA fighting. So I don't know what kind of uh, toll that takes on your body, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll see uh, on Saturday, I guess. You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what his status has been. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's been on the front lines of a of a actual war, then I, I can't imagine that he's, you know, if he hasn't got his MMA training in, then I think he's in for a long night. And I know mm-hmm. he's undefeated 26-0. and 0. 
it's hard for me to see his mind being right um, and everything being where you need to be to fight someone like Logan Storley, mm-hmm. which leads me to lean towards Storley um, and his wrestling. The Storley's wrestling, you know, it's not mm-hmm. it's not my cup of tea. He's not he's not you know I don't want I'm not rooting for him per se <laughs> because I don't he his fights tend to not be uh the most exciting thing that we've ever seen um but um I do think his wrestling is world champ level and I I think that you know I I think it I just we in, without knowing exactly where Amasov is I tend to lean towards Storley mm-hmm. um you know, if you told me this was just a straight rematch, camp for camp, mm-hmm. everything's good, then I'd go, okay, I'm going to stick with the champ. I, I think he's a better MMA fighter, but I, I just, I think Storley is, his style, you know, he's mm-hmm. not a striker. If he was a striker, I would say, okay, well, he's still got to land that lucky punch. Mm-hmm. In this fight, he can kind of just use what, fall back <laughs> on what he's been doing for most of his life, and, mm-hmm. and I think that that might be enough to, to, to beat a fighter who might not be all all there in the fight mentally and and i i hope i'm wrong i hope we get the a, a nice banger but i i just that's it's hard for me to believe that uh, there's any way amasov can be a hundred percent into this fight mm-hmm. if anything if anything we, what we've been told is true as far as him actually seeing combat mm. yeah i mean he's he's that's a that's a that's a uh you know 26 and that was a pretty pretty impressive record but the again the last time it was a split decision time away everything going on i mean i feel like i just feel like it's i mean the the fans are leaning amazon 76 percent of the fans of the bellator mma.com website or um bellator.com website sorry are only 23 percent feel storley can win but i feel like that 23 percent is uh like your 23 percent the folks that aren't a fan of him wrestling you know mm. the, the wrestling but I was impressed with him. I remember when he went uh, way back when, when I think I was covering an event at Mohegan Sun for Front Proof Media, where he did the interview where he was like, you know, my, I have the best wrestling in MMA. And he was so confident. He was like literally challenging the media to tell him who's better than him. And um, so far, I mean, it, he's been able to back that up thus far. So I'm impressed. With, I'm, 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 I'm impressed with him. I, I, I think he's evolving. Um, so I feel like if I, I feel like it's going to be a, a closer call. Unless Amosov really like, you know, again, time off sometimes can be good. If he comes in and just blazes him, then you know, you you never know. But like you said, we'll have to see because we don't know. We don't know what he was doing over there. So, man, a lot of action. Like I said, B, mm-hmm. we said BKFC heavyweight title, John Lineker, uh, nice light heavyweight title or, or not title fight, light heavyweight fight in UFC, and then and then this uh, at twenty six and zero. Uh, against uh, 14 and one. I mean, some nice headliners, a uh, lot yeah. of action, uh, you know, Friday into, uh, into Saturday night. Uh, and then, you know, I know your boy, Jake Paul fights on Sunday. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so really, uh, you know, there's three days of, of, of fighting. Um, hey, well, I'm not going to lie. I'll probably check it out. I'm, I'm curious to see if, Oh yeah, no, if he's able to keep it up. I'm getting sure. respect for the guy, you know? So yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely earned respect. And, and, uh, you know what the funny thing is, is like, I mean, uh, wasn't Mike, was Mike Perry there at the BKFC thing or no? Yes. I hear rumors that they're trying to set up him versus Cowboy Cerrone for BKFC oh. in Denver. No, because, and, uh, because I, I heard that, uh, I thought Mike Perry was like the backup in case Tommy Fury 
didn't, you know, because of because of last I think time it, I, I don't think they're worried about him missing weight or anything. I think it was like, are you not going to be there? And, and once mm. like once last week hit, I mean, he might he might be there. He might, you know, I mean, that was last Friday, so he, yeah. he easily could have flown to that's uh, true to yeah. the UK. Uh, and, and still be there as in case there is some kind of because that that's definitely I feel like that's a tougher fight for Jake Paul than than, than, than Tommy Fury. I know it's boxing, Marcus. Yeah, Green, I, I don't, Tommy Fury is a mystery to me. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like I heard somebody today say he's basically fifty percent fighter, fifty percent like reality star. Mm. And I didn't realize he was like a real. I didn't I didn't know that side of him. Me neither. Um, I always thought he was just kind of uh, Tyson Fury's younger brother who fought a lot of cans and got you know or fought a handful and has gotten up to eight no and. Um, it's kind of always just fought on the undercards of, of the Jake re- Paul stuff. Remember, Anthony Taylor like boxed him to a decision. To a decision, and Anthony Taylor's and, like very first, yeah, boxing match. And he's he's uh, Jake Paul's one of Jake Paul's regular sparring partners. So I feel like there's there's more in for there's more th- reasons that Jake Paul could probably you know pull this off than than not. But we'll see, we'll see. It's definitely something like you said. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm sitting around Sunday night and I say, let me see what the hell's going on over in the UK. It is on earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously with the time change. Well, I that's think. right. I guess it's Sunday night. So it'll yeah. be like two o'clock. It'll be midday for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I didn't know until I, I was glancing through some stuff, but uh, there's an exhibition match on Saturday for uh, Floyd Mayweather. He's fighting Aaron Chalmers who fought in, uh, who fought in be uh Bellator. Bellator, yeah. Uh, also I guess a reality star over there and I, I had no idea but kind of weird where we're at where you know one of the all time greats is is nobody even knows what he's doing but I mean props to him he's making money hand over fist and however he, the money gets found and he makes it he seems to I mean he's got an excellent so. he's got a bunch of it but yeah. yeah I mean good for him to be able to beat up on a bunch of reality <laughs> stars but kind of funny kind of funny how you know even on ESPN and stuff Jake Paul's the one getting talked about you know. you know what I found funny? I have to. I meant to bring it up at the beginning, when uh, last week when we had an ant on, and he you, he he called you on. A, he 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 made that poor poor uh, judgment on you and uh, not being a hip hop fan, and then you started dropping all this hip hop on us. Now I have to admit to our listeners, I didn't know that about you either. That was like news to me. Well. Yeah, <laughs> we talk fights here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I listen to all kinds of music. I don't want to make it sound like I'm straight hip hop, and mostly I listen to old school. Um, but I also classic yeah. rock and and all the other. I listen to everything. If it's good music, <laughs> I, if it's good music, I like it. So, uh, but but I definitely grew up with you know Southern California listening to the uh, to the West Coast uh, yeah. <laughs> gangster rap. Yeah. Uh, and 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 never really got away from all that stuff. So, um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> hey, I, I think that kind of wraps us up for the week. Uh, fans can check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Edit Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Oldhead Carb on Twitch. Uh, you can check us out weekly on allaccessmma.com for our video podcast. Check out allaccessmma.com for video, our video podcast, MMA stories, and MMA news. Stay tuned to audio listeners for Ed's interview with Trevor Peak, who fights again <laughs> Saturday at the UFC, 7-0, seven finishes by knockout or, or uh, punching punches. Um, thanks again, Kevin, for the comment. Uh, and for listening, thank you for everybody else for listening. Again, if you're into 1FC, 
uh, one championship, check out our link, uh, sign up for Amazon, catch that and, uh, have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. All right, Trevor, man. I mean, uh, it's been quite the journey. I mean, every time I talk to you, it seems like you're, you're reaching a new plateau. Last time we spoke was before you did the contender series. Then you fought, and I don't know if you saw the reaction to your your outing on the contender series, but you definitely got a fan base <laughs> and people people looking forward to you uh, f- uh, making your debut in February. So, uh, uh, what did you take away from that fight, man? I I, I already learned that I have a, a good chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a, I haven't been tested like yet since uh, since my amateur career, man, and. Uh, so I learned that I learned that I'm still durable and I can get through adversity and you know come out on top. Uh, my nerves, uh, honestly, man, as as far as the contender series fight goes, I thought I was pretty well through the the nervous stages mm. of my career. But um, you know, I got there and uh, I, I felt like I was faster and stronger than I'd ever been in my career. And then fight day rolled around, and I, I think between the weight cut and the the flight, it gave me a little bit of vertigo. I, I'd have, I was having some dizzy spells, and it, it was uh, it added to my nerves for sure, but I just got to the venue, man, over at the apex, and um, I don't know, it felt like my arms and my legs was like a, a hundred pounds a piece, like I, I just felt slow, and didn't feel like I was hitting hard, and, and all that just, it kept just uh, kind of like a quicksand effect, man, with uh, my nerves. It just it just added to it. But, but yeah, I learned I was still durable and that uh, I can I can definitely come out on top if I just keep being tough. And it was an experience for sure. Yeah, man, because, uh, you know, that, that there was a very popular meme about the uh, that shows an x-ray with a dog, like, inside the chest. And, and everybody... Oh, yeah. Th- I must have seen it a thousand times after your fight. People were like, oh, Trevor Pete got that dog in him. we got to follow this guy's career. So I was, I mean, after having spoken to you already a couple of times when I saw that, I was really happy for you. I mean, I mean then, then you got the contract and won, and I was just like, uh, I was just happy to see it happen for you. And and um, the one thing was, like, you mentioned the, the, your, your chin getting tested. Um, there was, like, like people saying that you, you might have broken your jaw. Was that Did that happen or no? No, it didn't happen. I actually tried to, uh, I tried to talk them in the back into letting me stay until they awarded contracts out. But like, I don't know, my vision in my right eye, like for like a good probably 30 minutes to hour, like Mm. half of my eyesight was pretty well gone for a little bit. And like, I wasn't really concerned. I didn't think my jaw was maybe broken, but Mm. I I thought maybe something could be, could be cracked or dislocated. And I tried to get them to let me stay, but they wouldn't let me stay. And uh, honestly, man, I didn't even end up with a concussion. Mm. But uh, they, uh, so I'm just, I'm very fortunate. They actually ran tests on me at the uh, at the performance institution. I went back to Las Vegas uh, about two weeks later, and uh, they ran all these tests on me, and, uh, and and everything checked out good. But they also did some strength tests while I was there, and. <laughs> They do this one test where they they test your neck strength and they they do it to see like I reckon your neck strength has a lot to do with how much how much damage you can take and like as far as getting knocked out that that attributes a lot to uh, 
to not get knocked out, and they did my next strength test. And um, I had two different gentlemen at the at the performance institution. They told me they don't think they don't think any athlete in any weight class has ever had such a has ever tested so high on the net test. I mean, heavyweight all the way up to heavyweight. So I mean, they I would pretty well blew it blew there. I almost went all the way off of the chart with that they even had to to, to rate me on. Wow. So. Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool stuff, man. I've been I've been joking around with all my friends, saying I got the strongest net in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, if if they need proof, they just need to watch that fight and see. But that's 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 crazy, man. That's got to give you some confidence too, hearing that, right? Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, man. That that one gentleman that ran the test on me, he said. Jesus Christ, dude! Have you got a steel rod ran through your neck? And I just, I just kind of started laughing. And I asked him. I said, <laughs> he said, he said, well, going off of these readings, you ought to be able to take a punch. And I said, did you not watch the Contender Series fight? And he said, no. And I said, well, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. I might have to send them the audio to to use that clip of what you just said. That's fantastic. Um, so moving forward, like uh, I mean, is the pressure on more so for you now that you're in? You have your debut. Like, like what challenges do you see moving forward? Uh, just getting the outside things in life in order mm. is my main con- is, is is my biggest challenge right now, man. As far as the fight goes, I, I like the matchup. Um, you know, I, I gotta honestly, I, whenever they brought the matchup to me, I was I was really excited about everything, and and I still am. Uh, I hate that it's at the apex. I, I really miss my crowd, man. But yeah. like, I've got a, uh, I've got a soft spot for people with comeback stories. And you know, I, I heard, uh, I heard Reyes's, I heard his story or read about his story, and I was like, oh man, that's that's a good story. And then, you know, but I'm not concerned with that one. He, he you know, he, he signed the dotted line, and you know, I, I've got a big heart for people and stuff. But you know, whenever I get in that cage, I. I leave the heart outside of it. So yeah. he signed the dotted line. I've got a job to do. He's got a job to do, and I'm gonna do my best to to get him out of there. Yeah, I remember you said something similar for that that last fight when you fought uh, when you fought Worthy. You said something similar about you know uh, leaving it all outside the cage because it's just uh, you know he's your opponent. Like you said, you both agreed to do the same thing. So that's it, man. Yeah, you gotta you can't you can't take your heart in there with you. There, you ain't got time for no kind of. Uh, no kind of softness you gotta just you gotta flip that switch and turn animalistic for a little bit yeah i mean well it's a different kind of heart after watching that fight i would say i mean you definitely got heart just not a soft one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh yeah i was i was expecting that I, I kept i kept thinking i was like man i'm gonna be so impressive just because of how how quick i was man i can't i keep describe to you how how good I looked uh, in my training sessions, and then I don't know. I was just I was like, man, I'm going to be so impressive, but I didn't think I'd be impressive with my chin. I thought I don't know. I was, I was impressive, but a different kind of impressive. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I mean, it, again, you impressed a lot of people, and, and I know when your fight got announced, people were already like, oh, that's Trevor Peak from Contender Series, and it's like, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it's it, it's definitely one I'm looking forward to. Um, it's the same month as, uh, so, you know, uh, uh, my editor wants me to ask you about this one, uh, Volkanovski Makachev, it's, it's the, the same division, you're making your debut, I mean, you're technically in that scale of, of the group that, you know, the outcome, you, you, you want to reach the pinnacle, so when you look at a fight like that, do you look at a fight like that and make a pick, or, or who do you think was going to win that fight? 
honestly, man, I think uh, Bo Konofsky, he's a little monster, but I just think, uh, I think Makachev, his, his, his level of, uh, his level of grappling is just, I mean, it's, it's out of this world, man. I mean, Habib spent, I'd heard, I don't know how true it was, but I'd heard Habib spent a million dollars on his last training camp to, you know, to make him become champion. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I see, I see Islam, I, I think it'll be a good fight. And, and it's one of them, like, kind of back and forth a little bit because Volkanovski just is so tough, man, and he, he, he does he does present a, a challenge for anybody he gets an octagon with. But I just feel like Islam is, man, he's, he's just he's just levels above everybody as far as his ground ground game and control goes. I mean, everybody's seen what he did to Oliveira, and Oliveira's one of the scariest 155ers in the world on the ground, and mm. he, made, he made him look. Lucky, like lucky like wasn't that guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you, man. I mean, speaking of grappling, congratulations. I know I told you already uh, before, but congratulations on you getting your own blue belt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it took long enough, man. It's been, I was a white belt forever, but, you know, I had certain challenges in life that, you know, prohibited me from advancing with belts. You know, I got stuck in Alabama for a long time, mm-hmm. and even before that, I wasn't wasn't getting to really train i got to train jiu-jitsu for about one day a week for around a year and then after that i kind of like it was just a hit and miss every once in a while i'd get to work you know maybe a new move but for the most part uh up until like this last year i've been at a gogi for uh since last october mm-hmm. and uh man since i got up there it's just i'm i'm levels above where i was i mean if, if i if i if i if i rolled with myself when I started at a gogi versus now, I mean, I would, I would just, I would mop the floor with myself, and that, that's what you always, that's kind of what I always do to gauge myself is like, well, if I fought this version of me, like even from camp to camp, man, like if if I fought if I fought me last camp versus now, how would I do? And and um, you know, that's how I always gauge myself. But yeah, being at a gogi, man, they've really, they've really, really blessed me and helped change my life around. Yeah, I mean uh, that gym seems to have have been blown up too since since your win. Like I keep seeing the name uh, pop up a lot. Um, would you? You said you were with them since October. So my last question is: I mean, what are you doing different from before? Like when you were fighting on the regionals versus now? You know, with you coming, you know, you're coming into the UFC. I mean, just up in the sessions with them. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I'm still living at the gym. Um, I've, I've pulled off of, uh, I've pulled off of my jobs now. So, I mean, I'm at the, I'm, I'm there seven, seven, about seven days a week and I train anywhere from three to five times a day. So yeah, my, my sessions have just, uh, they're, they're just, they're crazy. I mean, and it's just having, having the coaches there that, you know, spend extra time with me and help develop me and game plans and stuff. It's just, and the UFC's really, man, I, I gotta give the UFC a lot of credit. They've, they've helped me out a lot in this last, these last couple months. You know, I used to, I used to really struggle with being able to afford supplements and, and that stuff of that nature. And, and, uh, when you're six weeks out from a fight in the UFC, they'll actually like, provide meals for you like breakfast lunch and dinner and like i've been getting free supplements for the last well since the contender series five mm-hmm. so i'm just super thankful for you know all the ufc's doing for me man like i i haven't had three meals a day my entire pro career and they've they've really just uh they've really helped me out with that a lot that's great to hear that's great to hear you're not the only one i've heard that from either i got a buddy that that uh 
when the Korean guys fight, he does a translation for my buddy Mike on. You might even run into him there. Um, he told me the same thing that just like uh, the the food and the supplements that they provide to the the PI is really a seems to be a remarkable place. I hope to get in there myself one day just to to see it. Um, so well, God bless you, man. With with that, with all your your uh, you know all your all your everything that's happening for you, all your success. Um, I'll let you get back to it. Uh, get your rest and get your reps in. And uh, thank you again so much for making time. I'm sorry. I hope I wasn't bugging you too much. No, you're great, man. I, I appreciate your time, and uh, sorry, sorry it took so long, man. This, like I said, life's been a little, little hectic as of lately. But uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your life to do this, and uh, man, I wish you well, and uh, hope you have a blessed rest of your day and everything, man. You too, and uh, and good luck for your fight coming up. Hey, sounds good, brother. I appreciate you, man. Have a good one, bud. Take care. I'll see you.